0: might not be glad that you did There was an idea. To bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they can become something. Battles that we never Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast devoted to discussion of Marvel Crisis Protocol and the Marvel Universe. My name is Jesse Aiken, and I'm joined by my co-host and good friend, Chris Bruffett. How are you doing today,
1: Chris? Jesse, I couldn't be any better after a wonderful day of in-person MCP.
0: That's right. We're fresh off the heels of a local tournament here, right, Chris? And it's it's
1: a good feeling. Still riding high. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot that's good from having a day like that. Just too much. The only thing I can really say at this point is I can't wait for the rest of the X-Men. They'll be here very soon. I need them. I need rope. I mean, everybody else does too. I get it. I know. But it's going to be insane. <laughs> yeah. I feel like she's going to be the linchpin of that whole team. A lot of characters coming out. A lot. I mean... I think X-Men and
0: X-Force are about to explode in an exciting way. I'm really happy all my X-Men are painted so I can kind of jump right into painting these new X-Men and X-Force. And I mean, even Juggernaut,
1: Brotherhood's getting opened up in a new way. They're going to be a new team. I was thinking about that going into season two of The Finest Secret Wars. I really thought about maybe switching over to Brotherhood for, for that reason. I just haven't seen them. I don't see them being played a whole lot these days. And I decided to wait because of what you said there, juggernauts on the way. Let's just wait.
0: <laughs> Let's just wait. That's right. So today we have a very exciting episode for you. We're going to discuss our tournament report from this January tournament. Now, we haven't done one of these in quite a while since the first tournament we had here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. In fact, the second tournament we had was in November, and we did not do a tournament report on that because it was just me attending. I was like the secondary TO organizer slash terrain guy, and then I also played. I did win that one with Sam. (laughs) It was really fun. There was a good turnout of strong players. In fact, one of our patrons, Chris, Sean, showed up to that one, and he brought Brotherhood, and it was me and Sean in the finals. And man, that was fun, playing Brotherhood with Sam. But uh, we just didn't do a report on that one. And uh, you know, it's one of those things like, I'm sad we didn't, but you weren't there. Today, you were at this
1: third tournament, and we're returning to this format. Luckily for me, I escaped life for this tournament. And was right. able to make it. And goodness, we had a great day with a great turnout. New players to me. First time meeting a lot of a, a lot of players there and most of my opponents. And just awesome. Couldn't be happier with how it went.
0: Absolutely, Chris. So today's episode is going to focus on that. We're going to talk about what we brought to the tournament, our kind of prep for the tournament, and then how our battle reports went from the day of. And then we'll close out the episode, Chris, with any closing thoughts just about where we think we could have improved, things we could have changed, you know, what we're looking forward to with the next tournament. A lot of big things here. So I think today we just got to get right into it. So let's
1: jump in and deal with some business. Fury's Finest is sponsored by Discount Games, Inc. Go to DiscountGamesInc.com for all your Marvel Crisis Protocol and tabletop miniature gaming needs.
0: Our patrons support Fury's Finest at Patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. If you enjoy this show, consider supporting us with a monthly contribution. We take this time to thank all of our patrons for their support. And Chris, of course, the show is always going to be free, but if you join the Patreon, you can... Get immediate access to our patron discord. Of course, you have to link your Patreon to your discord. And then you get to see a lot of behind the scenes things on the Patreon. But also, at the higher tiers, Asgardian up, we have our After Dark Secret Avengers podcast feed. And that's really fun cuz you and I are just talking about all sorts of things. We haven't even hit our goal necessarily to have that second feed. We just decided this is the year of that feed. We got a lot of fun stuff planned for this year on that feed, Chris. That secondary feed.
1: We absolutely do some things we're very excited to do to do in addition to the regular show, of course. But uh yeah, man, and we'll announce some of the bigger ones on here. I promise we won't bombard you with the the Right. The secret feed or whatever, but there are some things we're really excited about, and we will want to share with as many people as we can.
0: Absolutely, and you know the Patreon is just an opt-in monthly subscription to to help support the show and keep us going, pay our bills, and keep Fury's Finest going in 2022. And with that, Chris, when people sign up for the Patreon, they get a shout out. So our new patron of the week is Eric B.
1: Thank you, Eric. Eric, thank you so much, man. And as always, we've got our Avenger-level producers, Zach Attack, Rusty, and Dylan. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Avengers. All right, Chris, let's get into
0: this tournament report. Let's go. All right, Chris, so starting off, we're going to talk about what we built for this tournament and kind of our mindset going into this tournament. So I'm going to be honest right up front, Chris, all my MCP play of recent months, as in through the whole holiday season, has been on TTS and that's it. It's been a crazy season here. So it's, I'm probably at my least polished right now. And Chris, the irony of this Same. is I didn't play Sam at this tournament and that was probably what I should have played because that's what I know the most right now and what I last played, but I decided to change it up. But that is kind of the, my precursor to, I was just
1: going to have fun at this no matter what, just build something fun and go from there. That's exactly... The approach I took as well. I have not gotten to play in person since our last tournament. The only games I've really been able to get have been on TTS there in the finest secret war, and it's with a team I don't really own in person because most of it's not in the U.S. So I came in, <laughs> I came in very rusty and a little bit limited in my selection and in my crisis cards. So I just brought something I looked to have fun with and. Characters I looked to just improve and get more reps with. And that's what I did. Just homing
0: in on those X-Men that you do own, because we're still waiting for the X-Men to arrive here, of course. But I was trying something new, something fun. And, you know, I also was requested by a couple of players, namely Dennis, shout out to you, Dennis, as he banned me from playing Sam Avengers this tournament. Ooh. So I said, I take you on that challenge. I won't play him. But maybe I should have, Chris, because we had a big turnout this tournament. In fact, we had eleven players show up to this tournament. One dropped out right before we started, so we ended up having a ten. 10- person tournament They everyone stayed to the last round. We got a full day in. We all got an OP kit. It was a great time.
1: Super good tournament. You know,
0: it being 10 players, I mean, you never know what you're going to play. And we actually had a really interesting spread of teams. But before we get into the tournament itself, let's talk about our teams. So my team was a dual affiliation roster. That is the Spider-Foes and the Criminal Syndicate. This is what's fun, Chris. Listeners of the show know I love the Spider Foes. I've played them quite a bit over the years this game has been out through their different iterations. You know, now they're a fully fleshed out team. And in fact, I think they're completely different again because I think the whole Doom Prophecy ban, mm. Carnage sort of change, I think it shifted the Spider Foes completely. So I think we're in a third age of them in a weird way. And I'm kind of trying to figure out their new way that you play them. But also, this was my first time playing the Criminal Syndicate ever. I've never played the Criminal Ooh. Syndicate. Of course, we've talked about in on the podcast. We have, both Chris and I have a close friend, Wiggy, who's also a patron, who is a Criminal Syndicate aficionado main player. So of course I have played the criminal syndicate a lot, but I have never played as them ever. So this was kind of like my challenge to myself was there's so many spider foes and criminal syndicate members who are dual affiliated rather than making a perfect criminal syndicate list or a perfect spider foes list. Why don't I just make a, a list that's all these dual affiliated people and I just play what I want
1: per round. And that's what I did. Very interesting. My list was a little different. I had Three leaders, but I only used one throughout the day, and that was the plan going in. My bag consisted of Cable, Cyclops, and Storm, all leadership abilities. I stuck with the Storm leadership all day. Yep. I also brought Gene, and I brought Beast and Domino. And to round everything out, my twos were Toad and Rocket. I had a fun day. Uh, I really, really smashed Gene, Scott, Storm, and Beast. I played them every game. Those oh, like wow. that core.
0: That's that's quite a core. Yeah, it's good.
1: You know, I wanted to get as many reps, and I beast underperforms for me, so I really, really trying to play more of him. And you know, I, I did okay. You know, it's fine.
0: Reps are reps, Chris. Well, I guess I need to go through my list now because it was interesting. So, of course, I was a dual affiliated re- list, and Chris was a triple. My two leaders were the Green Goblin and Kingpin, and then my Remaining eight models consisted of Venom, Craven the Hunter, Lizard, Dr. Octopus, Mysterio, Scarlet Witch was the curveball, and then Toad and Bullseye. Because my intention, Chris, was to not go super wide, but definitely go medium to wide most games if I could, depending on what the crisis was. And then I had Scarlet Witch in there simply just to be a- another big model killer and hunter if I needed that. And that was her only purpose in the list. In fact, up to the 11th hour, I wafted back and back and forth between Scarlet Witch and Ebony Maw. And I simply literally just chose Scarlet Witch out of, well, I don't have Ebony Maw's new card printed and I don't want to have a phone out against (laughs) a new player. I don't want to be that guy. I just don't want my opponent to think, I'm potentially doing something else, you know. Unfair. So I just did not bring Emily Ma. Don't worry though. I will. Not, I will probably next time because everyone in the show knows my love of the character. And honestly, I think he's very scary right now. But Scarlet Witch was kind of my plug and play because she is very fragile compared to a lot of other five threats in the game. But she hits so hard. A twist there. So she's the attrition gene, and Jean's like the yeah. control. <laughs> The control? Yeah. Jean's probably actually a much better piece in my list because, for instance, I could move my own criminal syndicate models back on points, right, with Jean. Yes. Or I could prevent them from being moved with Gene, Or I could just do spider thing with Gene and give her more consistency with her attacks. But, you know, Scarlet Witch, I was like, I'm just playing her. I love the character, and I'm really proud of my paint job. It's actually, in fact, one that my friend Dennis painted for me, and he did her exactly like the finale of the show from the MCU. And that What what a suit. What a suit. So, moving on, Chris, we got to talk about our tactics cards, and then we will get into our crisis cards. Starting with my affiliated team cards, essentially. Of course, I played Sinister Traps, Spider-Foes. As you do. And then I also played Well-Laid Plans. Now here's what's great about Well Aid Plans. It's not a Spider-Foes card. It's just a Green Goblet and Doc Awk card together. So turns out, you know, they can fit on both teams in good ways. So that's kind of my double affiliated card. Tailor made for you, yeah. And then I absolutely played all according to plan, the take the priority token as criminals, and then I played mm-hmm. Cruelty, which is the get a third attack off of criminals on the round you need it. So then we get into my generic cards, which were Blind Obsession, Bitter Rivals, and Med Pack. What do you know? Just get some good, solid cards. Yeah. Why not? Better Rivals and Medpack were my restricted cards, of course. And then closing out, my three final cards were named character cards, which is always fun. The Lethal Protector, because I have Venom in my list. Mm-hmm. You just bring it. No More Mutants, because I have Scarlet Witch in my list. Mm-hmm. And the Grand Illusion, which is a mysterious card. It's basically a second copy of Better Rivals.
1: Yeah, it's very cool.
0: So that is my 10 tactics cards, Chris. What what were your 10
1: tactics cards for the mutants? Well, of course, I brought first class. Mm -hmm. Every time. Auto include. And then I was planning on forcing Gene all day. So I brought Gene. Okay. Gene, yeah. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Right. I had two different leaderships leaderships in my, so I brought to me my X-Men. Of course. Yeah, that's pretty good. That was my first experience with Mental Domination with Gene. Uh, Really, really liked it. Very fun. Powerful. Children of the Atom is my last affiliated card. And for my last one, I just kind of had to fill out here because I'm still, I'm I'm just straight up missing some stuff from moving so much over Mm -hmm. the last two years. Mm -hmm. But I got in Med Pack, One-Two Punch, Mission, Objective, and Brace for Impact. Oh, and as well, don't forget, disarm oh man disarm so good well it's it, you just have to bring it when you see those big six threats and i mean honestly even a scarlet witch you know or even just like a corvus glaive right with reality
0: Jim. yeah right all right so that's good so let's move on to our crisis cards, starting with our secures so mine were gamma wave sweeps across the Midwest. Terrigen clouds sweep over the city. And Mayor Fisk vows to find missing witnesses. Do you see a theme here, Chris? My blue cards are for the criminals.
1: Ah, look at you.
0: Now, it's also one of those things like I don't mind playing these as spider foes at all because they force fights in smaller areas. So it's kind of, what do I want to play for the day? So what secures
1: did you have? Well, my secures, which almost doesn't matter because I didn't pick my secure deck once. I brought a Sword Establishes Base, not my favorite, but I had it, and I had to had to throw something in there. Mutant Madman turns city center into Lethal Amusement Park.
0: I recognize that one, yeah.
1: And Gamma Waves, of course. Of course. Yeah,
0: Gene and Scott up the Gamma Wave middle. You know, Chris, maybe you should have Joe secured, like, those last two, Are you're extremely strong at those, especially Mutant Madman. I mean, of course, Omnis and I's x-men building episode was built all around that one objective so that's why i I know they're focusing on it but yeah you've got a you've got a team of really high physical threat people which is really nice now moving on to extracts my extracts were some uh pretty recognizable ones here chris struggle for the cube continues corset spider infected invade manhattan corset yep and then research station attacked that of course is the researcher not corset but in a weird way this is a fourth secure card for my criminals because you don't extract anything. The researcher the researcher, just moves back and forth on the board as he's trying to get to the different helicarriers. So those are mine. Also, the threat on those were 17, 17, and 16, respectively. So what
1: extracts did you have, Chris? I also had spider-infected invade Manhattan. Alien ship crashes downtown. And the only extract I played all day scrolls infiltrate world leadership. So you played that all day, but you had the Cree Power Core and the Scroll
0: in your deck, which are both kind of the same thing. They're just a little yeah, different.
1: Pretty, clo- pretty close. Okay, interesting. Yeah, you want to fight is what you is what you're telling your phone. I those. always want to fight on these in these tabletop games always that's what's fun it is what's fun those slow down the game a lot though um and that's kind of the
0: point of those because you're trying to find them and then when you finally find them it's just kind of hot potato okay very cool so those are our lists there's some pretty obvious plans we had going into the day And I think now is just time to go into the day, Chris, because we're going to go through all of our rounds, talk about battle reports of these games, what we played on, because I did bring every board for this tournament, which was very fun. I brought six tables, and we ended up playing on five, which was really nice. And we had a nice spread of tables for the day. I will say, thematic-wise, no table had the same color, look, or feel. Very true. And I appreciate that. We had the helicarrier, which is a custom built table. Of course, the shield helicarrier. We had the Wakandan plains, which is a savannah type map. We had the highlands, which of course is kind of where new Asgard is. And also just a lot of things happen in the highlands in Marvel. We also had the Hydra moon base on the moon. And then we had our kind of standard city board that had a Taco Bell. As this kind of centerpiece, you know, got to have that Taco Bell. But we also had a theater and different types of vehicles. We we had cars, the Oscorp truck, and then we had a massive, massive long city bus. So that kind of frames what these maps were like, what we played on. So round one, Chris, who were you paired up against, and where did you go? Which table did you go to?
1: Well, round one, I was paired up against Child Phenom, the man himself, Weston. That's right. We took our battle to the helicarrier. It was good. This is okay. This ended up being the only game I played at threat level eighteen. Okay. Our objectives were, of course, the scrolls. (laughs) Because you pulled scroll for you. uh, uh, Yes. So what did he pull on secure? Well, he pulled spider portals.
0: Uh oh. We haven't said his team yet, but uh, I'm just thinking Mm -hmm. he might have a team for the spider portals.
1: Young Weston. Brought
0: the Web Warriors. What a team!
1: Yes, sir. And the team he fielded against me consisted of Venom, Carnage, Miles, Gwen, and Corset Peter. It was a good team. Carnage, yeah, teaming up with the Web Warriors. Wow. Well, poor Carnage ran into Cyclops. Oh, what was your team, Chris? Well, Jean, Cyclops, Storm, Beast, and Domino. Strong team was my team for the for the first game and you know I had a few themes all day and that was scrolls and that was finding the scroll on turn one. Every game. For you? For me. That's very uncommon. Round one. Yeah. Turn one twice, my second activation of round one the third time. Wow. So
0: was it beast? Insane.
1: Uh most of the time. Yeah. Which was awesome. But in this in this particular instance it was Domino. Okay. Pretty much successfully turtled <laughs> on my side of the board. Yep. And uh, just kept pushing things back as much as I could. And poor Weston was absolutely betrayed by the dice gods uh, in this game. He just could not get any damage through. And, you know, that happens. My dice were average for this game. I ended up taking it 16 to 11, I do believe. Okay, and Weston's a new player, so that's some strong. He is a new player. That's strong. He played very well. His dice just didn't didn't throw
0: well. And he's also probably in that stage that a lot of us are when we try the Web Warriors. You sit down and you play them, and they're like you're like, oh, they're they got great movement, they got great extract play, and you know they can kind of do stuff on points, and then you try to fight a lot with them, and you realize the more you play them, Chris, fighting's usually not the answer with them, and that's very thematic of the spider people because it's pulling, it's pushing. It's it's removing threats, you know what I mean. Repositioning. It's
1: arguably the hardest faction to play in the game. My game too would beg to differ on the fighting uh, aspect of Web Warriors, but. All webbed uh, up, baby. For this for this particular game, yeah, it just it just didn't work out for him very well. And yeah, I forced him to come to me. I, I ran away with the objective and held my other two objectives on my side of the board. Portals. Right. Just kind of forced him to come to me and he just couldn't deal enough damage to get through.
0: Yeah, and, and- you know, let's be truthful, like you said, I mean, Venom and Carnage, that's that's tough into Cyclops and Storm and stuff, yes, you know, that's a is. lot of energy coming at them, and that's their only weakness, so very cool, and you guys were playing on the Helicarrier, did the Quinjet? Jet, did the Blackbird, did any of the F-22 Raptors, did any of that get thrown or anything, or is it just mainly just a fight on these four
1: points? You know, not enough throwing in this matchup, the dice, I don't know, I just didn't, it just didn't need to happen, I yep. don't know what to say, all my power for throws, went elsewhere okay so not a lot of throwing but the question of the day here chris
0: because you said you had a goal of this tournament was to have fun and to play gene every game it's kind of like your first tournament, with
1: playing cable every game yep did gene do something notable in this game she was a monster on the attack in this game but she oh, wow. also notably kept spider-man from being able to bust through my line you know, he would mm. get close, you know, and she would last activate because I had priority the entire match. Oh, wow. And I just pushed him back. Strong control with Gene there. Very good.
0: All right. So that was Chris on the helicarrier. He you take your first game onto my game, Chris. My first round was against my opponent. His name was Bo. And here's what's really interesting, full circle here. I had met Bo earlier this week because I just started the Legion League at this oh. said store. <laughs> And I met him because game one of this entire league was me and him playing Legion. That's funny. He had a Vader Stormtrooper list against my Kalani droid gun line. We played on Yavin 4, which is one of my maps. Which was really fun. And uh, we had a good match. So, unfortunately, I had beat him in Legion, and that was the pretense for us playing our next game. But truthfully, he's probably one of the nicest guys I've ever played in any miniatures game ever, and extremely oh, that's good at miniatures games. You know, he told me straight up from the front, I'm very new to MCP, but I didn't want to start playing at the tournaments until I had 10 models or more painted. And I say... I gave him a huge, you know, you were an awesome person. That is, that is not a lot of people have that commitment like you do because he, in fact, wanted to play in the first and second tournament. He decided not to because he didn't oh, have 10 yeah. models together fully or painted. So he wanted sure. to be fair, you know, and have 10 models assembled and painted like you're supposed to. But here's what's crazy, Chris. He has not bought a corset. He has only bought models he wants.
1: Interesting. So his
0: card pool is very limited, very limited. Yeah. But he is in fact a spider foes player. So we played on the Hydra Moon base, one of my favorite maps I've made. You know, it's the Hydra Base on the Moon. There's a lot of craters and rocks, but then of course there's the Hydra military buildings and Hydra hover bikes you can throw. Right. We played Terrigen Mist, which was his, and then we played Cosmic Cubes, which was mine. So I chose the threat seventeen is what I chose. Come on, just corset threat. Let's do it. Yeah, why not? It's a good number. And we had a mirror match of sorts. Bo's list was the Green Goblin, Lizard, Doc Ock, Carnage, and Craven. And here's what's crazy, Chris. You hear Doc Ock. He doesn't have a corset. He has bought that new incredible Doc Ock. Oh, yeah. And that new Peter Parker. And those are some of the models he owns of his limited models he's bought. But of course, he had Carnage and Craven rounding out his list. So then my list was Goblin, Lizard, Doc Ock, okay, the three at the front are the same, Toad and Scarlet Witch. So to remind you at home what we were playing, we we're playing Terrigen Mist, which is C a C map, but there's no middle point. It's only the sides. Right. So this this right. is a very split battle. And Then we had the Cosmic Cubes, which is an F map, which of course is the most spread of anything. It's the five points on the map. And I just knew the battle was going to be a split all game. We're going to have an interesting game. So we had a battle on the landing pad, and we had a battle on the military base on the other side, and kind of we had running back and forth throughout the game. Very interesting. Very interesting.
1: Yeah, it sounds very fun, very interesting, and kind of chaotic.
0: Now, I probably won turn zero because, unfortunately, I waited as long as I could for him to place Carnage before I made any big decisions. (laughs) As you do. (laughs) And... Right when I saw him place Carnage, I said, this is why I've been holding Scarlet Witch the whole time. She's going to go on the side where Carnage is because he he does not like Mystic at all. Poor guy. I kind of deployed Toad in the middle. I deployed Lizard and Doc Ock on the left flank, and I deployed Goblin, Scarlet Witch on the right flank. What did I do? Round one. Toad went up, got that middle cube, mm-hmm. ran back like he does. And that's how we started. So I'm already up on a cube, right? And then it, right. Was, it was kind of just normal song and dance from that point. And he was playing the objective perfectly as a new player. He was picking up cubes and he was getting the points with every model. Unfortunately, I waited as long as possible to activate Goblin and Scarlet Witch. My goal was to delete Carnage by round two or three, if possible. Oh, wow. Okay. Because if, if, if he gets Carnage going, Carnage will just win a side of the board. And there's no, there's no coming back. And unfortunately, I have Goblin, who can change out his pumpkins to energy. And I have mm-hmm. Crow Witch, who, who's all Mystic. So I only sent Lizard on the left flank. That's what it is. I sent Lizard against his Lizard and Doc Ock, And I ah. brought Doc Ock on my right flank. And I was, and my thinking was, because I play Territium Miss a lot, Chris, and I fall into the trap of splitting my force a lot. And I've kind of learned sometimes it's just better to dominate one and just guarantee you win the extract. And then you will... As the game goes on, you will score a little bit more than your opponent as the game goes on. So that was my goal. Get every cube on my side, get the middle cube, and then win the right side. And that's basically what happened. Scarlet Witch and Goblin did kill Carnage before he got to do anything notable. And on top of that, the one attack Carnage got off. Not a great statistical attack you know, against yeah. my, my people. And then MVP, Lizard, left side of the game, fighting Doc Ock and yeah. other Lizard all game. And, you know, what's interesting about that is Lizard and Doc Ock and my Lizard, those characters don't hit hard unless they have power. They just right. don't. So they're all kind of just like pushing each other and, and and dodging each other and stuff. And they're not really dazing or KOing each other. And that's what's mm-hmm, interesting mm-hmm. till late game. So I'm thinking, you know, Lizard will eventually lose this fight. But as long as he can keep pushing them off the point, he will die for his team. Right. And everyone else can come across. What was interesting about this game, something I wasn't. Prepared for with Bo's play, Bo made it his mission to hunt Toad with Craven, and you talk about the theme there.
1: Interesting, yeah, that's fun. And he put like you know Craven's
0: tracker on it, so Toad's taking Mm -hmm. the bleed, the 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 bleed that's not a bleed, the auto bleed that's not a bleed, and Craven's kind of hunting him. But in him doing that, I kind of led a three threat on a a chase, you know, and I kind of delayed his three threat coming to the game. So it was kind of a I win in the end. But it was very interesting and I was not ready for that. Once again, he's a new player. A lot of interesting plays coming out. One of my closest games of the day. That's what, that's what's really interesting. I ended up scoring, I think the final score was 18 to 13. So I mean, it was just one right. of those really close games. We clearly played till the end, which was great. Our game went to time because he was a new player and we, we played through everything. We talked through everything. I was kind of giving him advice as we went. He was asking questions. It was really great. And he is a formidable opponent. And we'll get to that later because he does well the rest of the day. Game one, I said, what is this? Like your third game of MCP? And he said, technically, this is my first game of MCP. <laughs> and I said, what <laughs> do you mean technically? And he said, I did a couple actions with Dennis one time. That was it. I'm like, okay, you just scored like that? Impressive. Yeah. He was a very experienced miniatures gamer. It came through and he was a sportsman-like opponent. So it was great. And of course, after he played our game. He was like, "I regret not putting sinister traps in my ten cards." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep, because
0: I, of course, I put the sinister trap on his side. Oh
1: yeah, I as you do. I hate that card. You have to. It's.
0: I mean, it's the spider foes affiliated card. I know. I know. Moving on to round two, you and I both are one
1: and zero. Oh. So, Chris, who was your opponent round two, and where did you play? Round two found me against. Another newish player, experienced tabletop player, and someone that has a unbeknownst to us, we have a mutual friend in common. So I expect to be getting more games with this gentleman uh, in soon. I hope. Puyon was my opponent, and we played on the Highlands table. Mm, that's right. It was a very fun game. Sort of. This game was really fun to play. I just couldn't make any damage stick mm. anywhere at all and uh he was just he was just taking out my high threat characters just with ease. So this game didn't even make it to round 4, but okay. uh, we <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were playing uh scrolls uh, of course scrolls for our extract and extremist consoles. Two core sets. Yeah man, uh very fun. I do enjoy extremist consoles. I really enjoy D maps because they tend to be very fighty. And I I like you really like getting an extract that I can control mm-hmm. and then just winning my half of the board on the secures. Yeah. It's just it's a tried and true method, is it's simple strategically to adapt to and you can it gives a lot of wiggle room to play around with what needs to happen with what your opponent's doing. So you guys were playing seventeen threat, right, Chris? We so were playing seventeen threat, yes. Thank you. Because that's two corset crises. What was your team and what was his team? My team was Gene, Cyclops, Storm, Domino, and Toad. I sat Beast out on this one and I regretted it. Mm. Puyan brought the amazing Spider-Man, Moon Knight, Gwen, Miles, and Zemo. A very strong list.
0: Yeah, this is kind of looking like an attrition web warriors. Well, he did it. My first question is, was he Miles leadership or was he Peter leadership? Was he get the rerolls on
1: defense, or was he passing out slow tokens like candy? He was running the miles leadership, was which is part of the reason. Yeah, just I just crazy. couldn't get damage to stick. Just all those rerolls were so gross, and Puyon just kept the pressure on like a good player should when mm-hmm. they have an offensive advantage. I started off running Domino up the right flank, and of course, I I'm using the storm leadership, so I started my kind of core. Three uh, models in the middle Storm flanked by Cyclops And Gene and Toad Tried to go up the left flank And grab the Scroll impersonator Which he absolutely did turn one Which was fantastic Wow that's what you want But from there Domino could not break Through Gwen and Zemo Just too much pressure Miles stayed on the back And Amazing Spider-Man And Moon Knight completely (laughs) Aced Gene and Cyclops. I mean, round 3 they're both coming off the board. Is that the round he played all webbed up? It might be. Jesse, it just might be. Yeah, he passes out the slow tokens so that everyone that has a slow token, you get to do more attack dice on them. That is that is exactly what happened. That's their one turn where they hit hard. That's their turn. Boy, did he. He took them both out of the game and from there I I just, I conceded. I did not see any way back with nine points of mine off the board and his entire team still healthy. Just wasn't going to happen.
0: Wow. So that was your first time playing Amazing Spider-Man in person, right? What was
1: that like? Ah, he's very good. He's so fast. I really enjoyed it. I enj- his his speed, he can hit pretty hard. Yeah. He had some good control piece. I, I really want to play that Web Warriors team. I want to play with the Amazing Spider-Man on the board. Definitely enjoyed Moon Knight on the board. Very cool. was very effective. Excellent three-threat character. But I don't know that I really made any... Wrong choices. I think maybe maybe Beast could have done better than Domino in that situation. Maybe uh, I th- I think speed. he might have been able to. Yeah, and and he might throws. have more toughness, and I think he might have been able to handle Zemo a little bit better because you know he just just charges right up in your grill, man. He's so so good at that. Yes, but other than that, I I don't really think I played poorly. I Puyon played very very well, and things went well for him, and that's just how it went.
0: Well, and I feel like. A Web Warrior player kind of loves the potential of like a scroll where they're like, oh, Mm -hmm. I will catch that model and I will take the scroll from them, ideally, whether it be with Black Hat or just beating them up and taking it and running away. I mean, is that what happened? Did Toad lose the
1: scroll? What happened? No, he was very, very close to losing the scroll Okay, and was going to probably next activation. But once once Gene left the board, I just called it, uh, Zemo was closing in. Storm Storm was about to get waylaid herself. Like she does
0: when people are up on her. Mm-hmm. So what was your notable gene thing in the game? Did she do something notable in the game? Did she move any models or did she psychic shield your team from the Web
1: Warriors pulls? Well, she had a, a turn where she just got to throw a ton of dice and throw a, a size four terrain objective, one of the rocky outcroppings there on the highlands Yeah, at Peter. He just dodged it all. <laughs> that's what he does yeah
0: yeah man he gets and all the limited re basically yeah and stuff mm-hmm.
1: and it was it was extremely um, sense. yeah man it was a very very impressive display mm-hmm. uh from amazing spider-man and i learned something this is really what i learned the whole day is i needed more options for repositioning characters okay i needed more control yeah a little bit more throws and stuff yeah and gene is very very good at all those things but if you don't have, say, a Luke Cage, Colossus, someone like that in there to kind of even just kind of tank for her, mm-hmm. just kind of block a little bit, even if it's not very much. It's just, you know, it's too easy to lose her on around like, all webbed up. I was going to ask you that off mic. You ended up not playing Cage, right? I did not. I should have. I regret it. And I knew it going into game three. I should have. But I didn't. Well,
0: that was your round. You played Web Warriors, you know, one of the strongest teams in the game right now. I'm finally getting my Amazing Spider Man together. I've been holding off on playing them again until I have my Amazing Spider Man and Black Cat fully painted and done. I kind of want to dive in 100% again because, you know, listeners of the show know they're one of my main teams, one of my favorite characters, and they're very intense to play, man. Like the right way, like a lot of Web Warrior players, for instance, in the TTS League that are very established. Sometimes they don't even throw any punches at all when they win games. You know, that's that's the way this team that. works sometimes.
1: They play differently. That's very Spider-People, right? Yeah. That just completely fits into, as we've talked about, a lot of the recent Spider-Man movies, which you can find our, our thoughts on on the feed. But right. yeah, man, I just, once again, Atomic Mass just brings <laughs> the fantasy right into the game. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry. No, you're right. So, Chris, moving on to round two, of course-
0: I was 1-0 and going into this round, same as you. And, you know, that's another thing too. Both of us played opponents that won their first round as well. So, I mean, this is not an easy round at a three-round day. My opponent was none other than my friend, Dennis, and one of my main opponents I play on the regular. Always one of my hardest opponents is Dennis. So, I sit down. Dennis has a new list this tournament. I love that he brings a new list every time. Yeah, that's that's fun. Yeah. And he always kind of has a focus on his strength and his favorite characters are the Defenders and the Midnight Suns, those type of characters that put you in the, the mind of the way he likes to build. So when I sit down with him this time, I see that he's built Midnight Suns again, but he's kind of doing what I'm doing, Chris, where he's saying, oh, there's a lot of characters who double dip in Midnight Suns and Avengers. I'll bring a little bit of Avengers mm-hmm. this time for the first time ever, because he's... He's never yep, played Avengers. Yep. Very cool. So that was his list. He had a lot of the Midnight Suns. Of course, Dr. Voodoo's an Avenger. Iron Fist is an Avenger. Blade's an Avenger. So there's a lot of double dipping going on in his list, but it's it was all right. there. So we play on the Helicarrier,
1: which frankly kind of scares me because I see that he has Hulkbuster in his list. Ugh, what a model. It was my first time seeing that model assembled in person too. He got it awesome. this week, assembled it and painted it. For the tournament. He's a madman. He's a madman.
0: I love it. So we ended up playing Terrigen Mist and The Researcher. Now, what's interesting about this, Chris, you'll say, Jesse, these are two objectives in your two decks. It's just the Mm -hmm. way it worked out. I saw that he had the Terragen Mist in his secure deck. And I said, you know what? If he's got that in his, and I've got a nice criminal group in here, I'm going to pull red and see what I pull and build off of that. There you go. And what do you know? I pulled the fourth secure (laughs) So <laughs> out of my, out of my deck, right? Cause I mean, researcher, it's an extract, but it's right. really a secure, which makes it so fun. It makes, it flips the game on its head. Dennis being the player he is, he likes attrition. He likes high threat models. He chose 20 threat. And I, mm. and I still think I that might have been the mistake of this game, but we'll get to that. I don't know. So think about this, Chris. Y- you know, the helicarrier. So the helicarrier's got a raised section, and a lower section. It's got multiple jets and airplanes on it. It's got a tower. Yes. It's got. Cargo crates, fuel tanks, missile pods, and it's very interesting because the researcher is like Gamma, but he moves back and forth between the two back Gammas in a way, and then we're fighting Terrigen Mist, which is just the two flanks, and that's it. So my thought going to this is, Dennis Force 20, I'm going to go Criminals and go not as wide as I can, but very wide. That's That was my plan. So my list was Kingpin, Bullseye, Craven, the Hunter, Mysterio, Lizard, and Scarlet Witch, and I would have gone more, but I couldn't affiliate and not go more. So I didn't. Right. I didn't want to mess with that. So I I chose Scarlet Witch instead of maybe you know Toad and a three threat that kind of fit the same thing. I didn't have a, another criminal. And I I was thinking too. He has Hulkbuster. He has Danny. Scarlet Witch's goal is to kill one of them. Ideally, Danny. Right. Ideally, always. <laughs> so I brought her. So this is that weird game, Chris, where it's like, I'm flexing the criminals. It's my first Mm -hmm. time playing criminals because my bag is mainly spider foes focused in my mind. I'm flexing the criminals. I'm playing criminals the first time. I'm just going to beat Dennis on points. That's how it's going to go. Right. Because he has attrition. And this is his list, attrition. He chooses Hulkbuster, Ghost Rider. Oh, my gosh. Hawkeye, Iron Fist, and Beast. And you look at this and you say, wait, did he go Defenders with just cards? No leadership. No, he went Hulk-busting Avengers. No. <laughs> he did. When I don't know if it's one of those things he just wanted to try it, or he saw, he saw my team, and he said, you have a lot of throws. He said that when we were building, and I said, I have a decent amount. You're right. He saw that Mysterio's got a, a throw on a spender. He saw that Lizard's got a throw. He saw that Scarlet Witch has got throws of terrain. He saw that Kingpin's got an incredible throw, Hail of the King. So right. I think his thought here was... Instead of playing Defenders, instead of playing Midnight Suns, mm-hmm. instead of playing Avengers, which he could have done all those things, he played Hulk Busting Avengers. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. My first time playing Hulk Buster in person.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. My
0: first time playing Hulk Busting Avengers ever. And you know, he went Hulkbuster and Ghost Rider. That's eleven threat right there. So my first thought, that's Chris, wild. being the player I am, is what low threat model do I have that can beat Ghost Rider? Of course, because that's what I'm going to do. Because I'm not going to daze or KO Ghost Rider if I can. So Dennis puts Ghost Rider on a flank. I match him with Lizard. There you Lizard's going to do his thing. He's going to hold a point and and die holding it, but he's going to win until he dies. On the other flank, the other Terrigen Mist, he puts Beast and Hawkeye, so I put Bullseye and Craven. I have less threat again. Ooh. But that's, you know, I can I'm gonna try my best and win that. And then up the middle, like you do, he puts Hulkbuster and he puts Danny. I put Kingpin, Scarlet Witch, and Mysterio. Because my goal is to have the Mysterio bubble around mm-hmm, the researcher, mm-hmm. have the Scarlet Witch bubble around the researcher, and have Kingpin on that researcher all game. Oof. That's what happens. So this was one of our craziest games we've ever had, Chris, because I don't know. I played criminals exactly how you're supposed to play them. I scored every round, every objective, every oh round.
1: Oh my gosh. You've got to be kidding me. It's
0: ridiculous. There are three points on the map, the researcher, the two miss. My goal every round is to have a model that's healthy on one of those and count as two, right? And that's what I did. So I basically activated and the way that was best for me to last get models in or not have characters die on those points, right? Mm -hmm, So, mm -hmm. you know, round one, I just do simple things like double move Mysterio short twice because he's he's the crossbones of the spider friends and criminals and just sit and watch. What Dennis does, you know. Dennis moves Beast on a mist, so then I move Craven and Bullseye on a mist. Like just send their bodies in there, you know. <laughs> That's right. Hawkeye starts doing tons of damage to Craven to bullseye like this is how it's going and and then i know we're gonna have this fight in the middle with because dennis is a good player too he's gonna he's gonna wait he's gonna activate hulkbuster last gonna have kingpin hulkbuster and Scarlet witch duking it out and that's that's how it goes so and then danny comes in and starts flying kick like you do to get that free teleport to the objective yeah it's a crazy game but end of round one i have scored six points round one. Okay. End of round two, I have scored six points. The same thing is happening, right? And that's where it starts kind of just his attrition comes online. My, my models start getting okay. dazed. I start losing the criminal leadership, but I'm at 12 points now, right? Is This is right. the way we're going. So it's one of those situations where Hulkbuster did so much in this game, like he does. He was pushing models, he's throwing models, but... There's a point where it's like, if Lizard's keeping Ghost Rider on a side point, even if Ghost Rider's winning, I'm keeping some threat away from the main battle. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. And there's
0: some amazing things that happen in this game. Hulkbuster, Helios, Lazard, Scarlet Witch with 21 dice. Wow. She died. (laughs) you don't say she is gone that's crazy craven died fighting beast and hawkeye but Mm -hmm. hawkeye has gone now because my goal was i see hawkeye out there and i say same thing i said with, with uh carnage oh you know who can probably one shot hawkeye with his low mystic mystic defense Scarlet Witch. Right. So even if I have to move her out of position to go chase out Hawkeye for a second, I will. I know Danny's gonna wreck me.
1: That's just what he does. He
0: activates Scarlet Witch, right? This is
1: huge. Oh, These are huge plays, but that's massive. But
0: Kingpin's still on his healthy side, barely. He's extremely injured, and he's counting as two. Mysterio's on his healthy side, counting as two. You know what I mean? It's one of those yep. things like I play the grand illusion. I get like another better of rivals off. He plays better rivals. I play better rivals. Like it's just back and forth. <laughs> it's it's good. But I think I think it was those side points that won me the game more than the midpoint, because Dennis was playing Hulkbuster so well in that midpoint. But at the end of the day, the side points are still stacking up. And this is where we get to that right. interesting point, Chris, with the Terrigen Miss. When you lose it, you get to move it range two. And I think the common feeling of people is, well, I'm going to move it by the enemy model again, give them auto damage and poison over and over again. Of course. But sometimes you just gotta move it back on your models and say, "Come to me, enemy!" Right, and not be afraid to poison or damage your models. And because Blizzard planted his feet all game, and Lizard lived through a lot, and that's what happens with him sometimes. You know, and it's one of those things. So
1: he is such a disruptive force mm-hmm. on the table. He's a tank for the points, man. He's he's very good. And you know, this is one of those weird games where it's like Craven's
0: whole goal was to. Give me affiliation and then probably die. Yeah. I don't think Craven likes a map with only three points where action's happening. No. He wants to do the Gwen thing. He he wants a spread battlefield where he can go hunt individual models. Exactly. He's like a mix, like we talked about in our episode, he's a mix of Gwen and Zemo. And like mm-hmm. Gwen and Zemo don't want to be in one point all game. They want to be moving, they want to be charging, they want to be getting places. So, he died for the cause, but like he scored, right? So it's it's one of those things. And, you know, I did play all according to plan in this game. Took priority one turn, that was huge. Did a big spender, nothing happened, you know. Some, sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. I, I know
1: all about that, yeah.
0: I mean, at the end of the day, we ended on time. We were on round we are about to start round four and I'm at 14 points and Dennis is, is zero and he's like, Well, there's no way I can win unless I attrition you out. Except we ran to time and that's kind of the, the game we had, you know, and time really matters. And Hulkbuster's
1: turns took a long time. That's how it goes, <sighs> you know. That is 100% the major, major drawback to playing attrition style lists mm-hmm. in MCP in a tournament setting is. Look, those turns can take a while, and if you're going to honestly take out the other team down wipe them off the board, it's gonna take all six rounds. Oh yeah, or more that you
0: don't have, right? And that's it's uncommon in the game to wipe out an entire team. So it is the outlier, but it can happen with certain teams like X Force and stuff. So I don't know. It's just probably not the Hulk busting Avengers, you know, they're more control. So and I was very impressed with the leadership, Chris. Like, you know, reducing all throws by one damage is very cool and I thought it was neat. But so I'm at two and zero now and you're at one and one and we're moving into round three and this is the
1: last round of the day. Hey. Arc. So who was your last round opponent and where did you play? Round three would find me facing off against Mark on the Savannah. That's right, the Wakandan Plains. That's right. Our objectives were, of course, scrolls and the infinity formula. Pretty cool game. Once again, threat level seventeen. Horset threats. Yeah, I was course all day. It was weird. I mean, it was fine, though. It's good. My list, of course, Gene, Cyclops, Storm, Beast made it back in, and I put Rocket in this time because with, you know, I, I really thought that he'd be able to sit back on a point, yep. score, and just get some get some shots off, you know. Not really how it would play out. So I found myself facing off against Sam Wilson and his Avengers. The team that Sam brought with him would be the Punisher, Corset, Black Widow, Ant-Man, Iron Fist, and Quicksilver. That's a cool team. That's a little bit different. It was, it was a pretty cool team. It was, it was an interesting game. Of course, this is the game where I, I got the scroll in round one, second activation. So Beast went for the first scroll on the right flank, mm-hmm. and he he failed to find the scroll there. So my next activation and closest character to really get to the left flank, as Quicksilver has already coming up the middle, was to go left with Jean, and she did uncover the scroll, which was nice. Uh, I kept Rocket back on the back left uh, Infinity Formula, Jean, since she had the scroll, couldn't move too much as she was, you know, slow moving, but I did use the storm hop. I ran beast up the right side and he had a one-on-one against Ant-Man for the back infinity formula, and Storm stayed on my back right uh scoring there. And essentially what this came down to was Mark really, really overloaded the left side of the board, and just overwhelmed Gene and Scott. And once again, the dice just did not go my way, and that's totally okay. This game really did kind of come down to the wire, and I will tell you Gene had some good moments in this one. Mm. He took over the points, basically, is what you're saying. Like the infinity formula spots? Yeah. I just could not really maintain the infinity formula spots. Beast just could not budge Scott. He just you just can't keep him off of the point, you know. So when you say the left side, I'm trying to picture where you were on the table, you was it more the village side or was it more the Savannah side? Yes, it was the village side on the left side of the table okay. for me. Yeah. So with this village side came some great throws by Jean. She just absolutely deleted the Punisher off the map. Oh wow. But my actual goal, and this is how I've been playing against Sam's Avengers every time, and it works better sometimes. It's kind of a it is a very boomer bust strategy. But as soon as Sam presents himself in any kind of any kind of range where I can get to him, I just focus. I just try to get that leadership off the board. And then once it's gone, once they're not benefiting from someone else being dazed, their their team really slows down. The healing stops. They stop moving as fast. They just kind of crumble. But I just could not get any damage to stick on Sam in this game. Scott took an absolute beating on the left flank uh, where he, him and Gene and Rocket were really trying to to just keep the game going long enough <laughs> for our dice to kind of change, you know? But ultimately, I just too much attrition. I took too much damage. Could not really get the lead and keep it, even though I held the scroll for most of the time. Gene did go down. I, Of course, every time Gene goes down, you play the card. Oh, yeah. I think I heard you. You play it. I th- Oh, yes. I do believe I yelled it. You have to. Just for fun. Uh, as <laughs> I, I did my best Cyclops impression from the 92 cartoon. Of course. But, <laughs> you know... This this happened to me in both uh, games two and three. I had a couple of games where I did double optic devastations. I mean, back-to-back oh, no. optic devastations. To Didn't say. even get a daze. Not a daze off of any of them. Just either either my dice were average and their defense dice were above average, or my dice were low right. and their defense dice were enough yeah. or average. And, you know, that's like I said, that's just how it goes. I had a great time. Mark and I fought it out till the just bitter, bitter end very good. He did overcome me. I think the final score was sixteen to twelve, something like that good score, yeah, good game, yeah and the the real everything was kind of decided on those big uh optic devastations, and Gene just whiffing against Sam just couldn't date couldn't even daze him, so you know, just eventually you just take too much damage, especially with. Danny Rand barreling down on you with eight power, ready to iron fist. ready to bring some yeah, to bring some activations to your high threat mall. I also
0: assume the scroll was dropped at some point.
1: Yes, Jean dropped the scroll rather scroll rather early. Uh, she got she dazed. got dazed by the Punisher, if I do remember correctly. Punisher and Quicksilver kind of tag teamed there, and and Punisher flipped her, and that got the scroll into the hands of quicksilver who promptly started double moving away like he does man oh yeah of course that's what he's there for and he's great
0: at it all right chris well hard when the dice got like that especially when you're running such high threat models like you were i mean but that was your goal for the day
1: it was and let's not act like i didn't make some mistakes in team building in my crises these are a lot of things i i came in with not a really really great thought out tournament bag but I was also very limited by supply. So I did the best I could. I think you force
0: secure there to be uncomfortable for him because it's like Sam doesn't hate Gamma, but like he does not love it against a gene and a Cyclops, for instance. Right. Like you just funnel them all down the middle. And you keep your bubble and you've got Rocket. Like you said, it is a crisis thing, matchup dependent, player type. You know, there's so many things going on every time you go to a tournament. Frankly, Chris, a lot of these players were newer with extremely experienced miniatures gaming background. And that was like a secret weapon with a lot of them because they don't have a lot of these preconceived ideas and matchups that we do. It's very interesting, you know? That's a really good like, point. Like For yeah. instance, most people would probably have Bucky in that Punisher spot, you know, f- fulfilling the right. same role. In the Sam list, I know exactly what that Punisher role was. People get dazed. I get benefits. I get to perform more attrition. Same with Bucky. But you know, with Bucky, you've got until the end of the line. With Sam, can Bucky can use the card? And there's a lot of things. But I, I love that side of, type of thing. Or even I love. The idea of Quicksilver in Sam's Avengers where it's like, yeah, he's not getting discounted powers with Steve, which is where he's really strong, but he's getting short moves on top of his crazy movement, you know, very cool, very different. And of course, we've sang the praise of Ant-Man on this show, even though he's
1: one of the lesser played models. Oh, he's just dude, he's, he's all over so the place. Good. He's all over the place. Yeah. It's it's good. He just sticks. Mm-hmm on a point. He he is wherever you want him to be and it is extremely hard to move him off it. He can deal a decent amount of damage, but mostly he stays alive. Yeah. And where you want yeah. him. And I mean it's just he's very That's good. why I love him in criminals to be honest. Like the idea of oh, him because
0: yeah. he just places his feet where he wants. Well, Chris going into the final round, I'm 2 and 0 and there's only one other 2 and 0 player at this 10 person tournament and that's Seth. So I know Seth from playing Star Wars Legion, and we've played legion a lot so now we're playing mcp together and we play on the highlands so once again that of course is the classic highlands map we've got the hills like chris mentioned we've got trees we've got sacrificial druidy rocks in the middle of the board yes and it's a fun map to play on because there's a lot to throw but it's spaced out and that's the way i can describe Mm -hmm. it to people it's more things to throw than an average map but they're spaced
1: but it's still open
0: yeah Yeah. and you've got hills that you can be on and get cover you know but you can also get off Mm -hmm. those hills so We ended up playing Infinity Formula and Cosmic Cubes, two corset objectives. Mine was the cubes. His was the Infinity Formula. So we ended up playing 17th Threat no matter what. My list was Goblin, Venom, Lizard, Mysterio, and Dr. Octopus. We're talking mono spider foes here. Mono. Oh my, I love it. No splashing. I love mono lists. Yeah. And Seth's list was very scary because I saw that he had... A printed Hulk card. His list mm. was Steve, Hulk, Toad, Valkyrie, and Wong. And you know, I have to say this up front, Chris, because this is something I catch mm-hmm. right after our game ended. And this is the unfortunate part of, you know, having a small child going through a sleep regression, staying up all night with that, and then being the first person to arrive at the tournament and the last person to leave, being an organizer and a terrain purveyor of the tournament. You know, I was pretty tired by this last round. And he was very active in there. We had, you know, 10 players playing MCP, and there was another major card game tournament going on the other side of the store at the same time. You know, when Seth sits down with this list, I would say, normally, that's an unaffiliated list. You know, I see that now. During the moment, I did not see that. And he said, I'm running Avengers. And I said, All right, you're playing Avengers. So you'll have discounted superpowers all game. That would distinctly change this game a lot. And that's just something we have to say up front. And, you know, maybe this is one of those things like, if you're at a local tournament, this is a learning experience for me, but it's also just something to help people with too. Where it's like, if it was maybe a little chaotic and I was less tired, I would have said, "Oh, so mm-hmm. you're playing unaffiliated? Very cool, because you know people do that. Like for instance, some people made it pretty far in the TTS league playing unaffiliated. That yeah. can happen. Or Chris and I have talked about the condition team that doesn't really care about affiliation, just cares about giving a conditions." Right. Those exist, but this was not that case. Seth made a mistake, and you know we played it like it was Avengers All game. And I say that because we are playing four points on the map, and then five points on the map, so we're playing nine points. Mm-hmm. And in him not being affiliated actually helped his victory because he had Toad and Wong. He had two two threats, and this wouldn't have not been possible without bringing Black Widow or something, which he did not have in his list. So without that, those have to switch to a four, or we got to bring Hulk down to some more Avenger threes or something, right? S- several Avengers, actually, and you know this is just one of those games that it has to be framed that way. And maybe it's something I can learn from. That's my goal going forward because we had a very good game and a very close game because you know we both had leaderships. So the way right. this game started was I put Mysterio and Doc Ock on one flank, and I put Goblin, Venom, and Lizard kind of on another flank. I say kind of on another flank. Lizard went up the middle and picked up a cube, yeah, the middle cube like he does. Gotten some cover, goblin and venom went up the right flank. He sends Hulk up the middle, Steve and Valkyrie up the flank against Goblin and Venom. Oof. And then on my side flank, where I've got six threat, he sends Toad and Wong. Very strong, because he's lower threat. But Fairy. if he can win that, he's he wins out on. So Lizard picks up a cube, Valkyrie charges in with the Steve discount. It hurts me saying it, but it, it happened. And does a ton of damage to Lizard. And I'm like, oh, Boy, we're at an interesting Ooh, place already. Top of round two, Valkyrie kills Lizard. Straight up. Whoa. Just straight up. Cube is gone. That's impressive. Hulk picks up a cube. We're in trouble. Steve's just hold- yep, Steve's holding the Infinity Formula, scoring it and throwing a shield at Goblin and Venom. It's really hurting because they're on the Highland Hills, no cover. It's five guys coming in. Steve gets auto power. Ricochets gets auto power yep. again. And it just starts snowballing economy-wise because you think about it. We're playing two economy objectives, cubes and Infinity Formula that give you more power. And then he's playing mm-hmm. Steve's Avengers, though incorrectly we played that. He's still getting more power discounts. So I know that the longer this game goes on, he's going to have so much power and Hulk's going to be a menace. And that's what happens, you know? And on top of that, Chris, I had the worst dice of my entire day on my third game. It's weird how that happens, but it does happen. Mysterio could not hit anything, which all of Mysterio's traps. Yeah, that's a bummer. His free movement, everything triggers off of him dealing one damage. Mm-hmm. He could not hurt Toad. Toad would slip away with the Avengers discount. Wong would heal him back up if he had any damage from Doc Ock or something. Yep. And that snowballed on that side. And then on my side, Goblin and Venom are doing pretty well. I'm you know, I'm I'm pulling Valkyrie with Venom. They're both attacking Valkyrie, very strong with the Venom web pool. But it's just one of those things like Valkyrie could not die. And then we got Hulk coming in right behind her. So
1: that's That's very scary. That is That's that's how it goes. Man. Yeah, that's that is a couple of Beaters. I'm being pushed by Steve's shield. I'm being pushed by
0: Hulk. Mm -hmm. I'm being dragon fanged by Valkyrie, you know? Mm -hmm. And Venom is doing so well. Like, he is. Hanging on. He's responding. He's doing We Are Venom. He's healing back up. You know, he's holding that point. He's pulling people. Very he's cool. pulling people different directions. He's doing all the things he does. But Goblin gets flipped. Venom gets flipped. And I'm like, okay, this is it. Like, Goblin's flipped. I can definitely kill Valkyrie. I can continue to ignore Hulk. He's just going to score the cubes and I can kill Steve with Goblin. This is what's going to happen. Goblin does Night of the Goblin twice. Does no damage to Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. That's the optic devastation that, right there, right? I and know. then he glider rams, and it's not enough to daze her. Oh, bummer. So now it's on Venom to daze Valkyrie, survive Hulk, because he can't daze Hulk, and stop Steve from scoring the back point. You know what I mean? It's That's the type of situation we're yeah. in. So the game ends with Seth scoring 16 and me being at 14
1: oh so close very close
0: and that's one of those things like if i would have caught the affiliation thing and he played unaffiliated but he went wider mm-hmm. which is very cool strat i really like the going wider there against me long and toad but going unaffiliated he right. wouldn't have been able to do steve all game You know, even reactions on my turn to Steve. He's he's such a good Avengers player. It's his main team. And then he wouldn't be able to use all the Avengers cards, like Avengers Assemble, you know, and Hulk's not getting those extra movements and stuff. It's a different game because it is four points. Like you said, Chris, we are split on four points. There's no way on the B map that Hulk's going to get back to the other side of the board, Mm -hmm. for instance. It's just not going to happen. Even if Venom dies over there, at least he holds them there for a while. They don't have leadership and. Steve and Hulk have to make their way across, right? And ideally, Doc Ock and Mysterio are winning other. Unfortunately, Doc Ock and Mysterio just could not do anything. Doc Ock, late game, of course, when he has power starts dazing long and toed like it's nothing but it's it's already mm-hmm. late game and they've been scoring right too late
1: yep exactly when
0: you see a two-point game like that you're like that is the top table game we want that's what we want it's just unfortunate how it went down with the leadership that i didn't catch it and that we yeah. that i was so tired and you know it's a lesson for me because i got second you know overall day and seth got first seth and i will definitely have to have a rematch 100 with oh, affiliations yeah. but we still had a great game it's one of those things like he played so well i played well you know Know, goblin flipping and whiffing really it's more of a thematic loss than anything. You know, it's like we've always talked about on the show, Goblin becomes a five threat on his back, and it's like he's a five yeah. threat now. He's max power, he was at 10 power, and he can't daze a Valkyrie who's on her injured side. Like that's strange, but it's one of those things. Like Seth played it so well. I had a, a great trap early game. Seth walked Toad into it and then proceeded to walk Wong behind Toad and heal the damage of the trap off Toad. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's strong, high level play. And that's what you want at the top table. And, you know, we ended the day me getting second place and I went two and one. And my last game literally could have gone a different way from a different dice roll or from the affiliation change. So it's like, that's how I want it every time. I'm going to be honest, the last table. I don't want it to be a blowout or anything. So a very good day. You know, in the future, if I wanted to play more competitively, I would have just laser focused in on the criminals or laser focused in on the spider foes. And I say that, Chris, because like I would have. Of like, drop some of these criminals for maybe some higher attrition pieces. You know, I could bring that Ebony Maw in addition to that Scarlet Witch, and I can flex yeah. when needed, or I could bring even someone like a Wolverine or something like someone just to not die on a point and do extra damage with the Spider Foes leadership. Right. right. But since I kind of want to do this dual bag, kind of like you, how you did a mono bag that's mm. dual in a mm-hmm. way, you know. There's always a weakness to that, you know, but there's always strength to it too. It's kind of interesting the way it goes. But yeah, funny enough that my last game, you know, the secures just did not go in a criminal way. And, you know, maybe if I play criminals that game, it goes differently, maybe not. And I will say one of my big takeaways for the day is New Bullseye. Oh, he's good. I mean, he's just so good. He's so good. He's not
1: overpowered. He's not overtuned. He's just solid. He's just a very useful piece yeah. because you can get value off of him almost from round one you're getting like he's doing positive things for you right off the bat he is a thorn in the other player's side and he's only two threat i really like that model i really like that model. i used him once all day and he did his job you know and that's kind of what he does
0: you know i would have really loved him on that last game and in hindsight i see that game now i'm like oh bullseye could have just sat on my back infinity formula all game and even if mysterio's whiffing on all of his attacks on wong and toad which is very unusual bullseye still square in the back point mysterio's up in their face and that's okay because mysterio's not going to Days to them, you know. Right. So it's like if I could have finagled the points a little bit more in a different way, but it's a good learning experience. And you know, Chris and I, you and I have talked about like Steve's Avengers are more real now than they've ever been, and they've already been one of the best leaderships oh, in man. the game, right?
1: Yeah, it's awesome. Hulk was a nightmare. I believe that, dude. Like I have so many like teams I want to play that I just don't get a chance to. Uh hopefully the schedule chills so I can finally get some A Force games in on TTS. There we go. Yeah. But I digress. (laughs) I had a great day. I did too. Here were my big takeaways, though. Number one is coming in more focused, better game plans from the beginning. I did not expect all the new players to be such high-level players. And we had seasoned players there, too. But seasoned players, I'm not worried about making sure they have a good time. Yes, true. They're fine. But nobody there was not good at the game. Not a single one. I know. So... Next time, I need to come in with a a more focused game plan, a more focused list, and just more Control, I think. And you and I have talked about for this reason, maybe bring Luke Cage and Iron Fist. I see Red, buddy.
0: I just, I love rolling dice. I know. Love you it. I I know. I love fighting. I think continue to home in on your Gene reps because, you know, you're still in the beginning, honestly, of Gene reps. Like, right. it's a long road to go with her. And that's kind of how she's designed. Her ability to move people, Chris, is just incredible. Like, I would have loved to have her in my list for the day because ugh, just moving models, oh. late activation, like that last game, moving Hulk or just moving Venom back on the point without him having taking a move, like a lot of things. That's her at her worst, right? And obviously, her at her best is all the cool support things and then attrition for your team too.
1: And then mental domination is such a strong card. I got very, very, very punch happy mm. in uh, this day. It, it was bad and I definitely... Really used focused on the offensive capabilities for Gene mm. rather than the control and well I didn't go against many people that could move my characters through Mystic abilities so I didn't really get to use that part of her kit yeah but even like Scott like field leadering her is pretty cool right you can move her like oh it's very the cool field. so you know long story short I just got to get more reps in and I need to not go in rusty and. Just keep playing MCP, man. I had so much fun.
0: Yeah, this is only the third tournament we've had at our local store here, so I'm really looking forward to more. And, you know, every tournament we've had more turnout, we've had more skilled players, like, we've had more representation of teams. And, you know that's what we'll close on, Chris. I don't know what all the teams were, unfortunately, and that's something I'll work on for next time's episode. But I will say we had a nice spread. Like we had a couple Web Warriors players, we had a couple Spider Phones mm-hmm. players, we had you as the one X Men player, we had a couple Avengers players. As in, we had yeah Dennis playing the Hulk busting Avengers. We had Seth playing Steve's Avengers, and Seth had a Defenders flex, by the way. We had Mark playing the uh, yep playing the Sam Swarm. Oh, we had. Wiki playing Sense Cabal and Red Skulls Cabal dual dual affiliated. So we had a lot of representation mm-hmm. of teams. We had me playing criminals. We had me playing Spider Foes. So I couldn't ask for more than that. And I'm really forward to the next tournament, maybe when I uh roll up with uh, my Mono Web Warriors or something. start getting a little more serious or just playing criminals for real. Cause I actually have a lot of ideas for criminals and I didn't do any of them this tournament because this was not a criminals roster. This was a spider fuzz roster with a criminal flex. If I, if I got forced on objectives, like I did against Dennis, that's all it was. (laughs) Right. So I'm really looking forward to the future of our community here, but also, you know, we hope you guys enjoyed this discussion because these are just our thoughts. You know, Chris and I were both rusty with our in-person play big time. And I've been helping start and organize legion league here so there's been a lot of work for that as well so you know it's just been one of those times right we go straight from the holidays into in my family here everyone's been sick left and right and it's been bouncing back and forth between everybody omicron and and other seasonal things happening there
1: oh yeah man i bartend i never know what i'm waking up it's scary man so we've been not able to play
0: and i'm really happy we got to play and i'm hoping that change is going forward because it seems like a lot of those things are starting to change which is very positive but i'm really happy people enjoyed the boards they enjoyed the games and you know everyone left with a prize chris and the, what more can we ask for you know it's very
1: exciting excellent day i think the future is bright for the Tulsa area mcp scene
0: that's right so we hope you guys enjoyed this episode we we like doing these chris and we're going to talk about our we 're going to continue to talk about tournaments in depth, but you know Chris, a lot of this is going to be you and I doing deep dives on building rosters, especially for your list, so like before mm-hmm. tournaments, so you 're ready, so we talk about every possibility, so we go through every crisis, like you said, because you don't want to roll up just getting off work you know and then rolling right into a tournament, basically what you right. did, and just with random crises and stuff we want we want to home it in, and I think the next goal. The next list we're gonna build for you, Chris, going to be X Force.
1: Uh-oh, I don't know about I don't know about that one. You'll have to convince me on that one. I'll do my I best. Think that might be a different show. That might be a different. It's
0: definitely show. a different show, but I will convince you because you like to roll dice, you like to attack your enemies. I do. as much I as do. you can, and you like the mutants. You know, you like the X people, and do. I think we can make it work. Okay. We can make a dual affiliated bag, like we always talked about, like you had in the past, or we could just go just X Force because I mean, Laura's coming, Chris she's coming to the game oh
1: my gosh i can't wait for x-23 i know you love her just cannot one of my favorite characters in all of marvel maybe that's it maybe we just build around her we just build around her and i think x-force is the way you have my attention okay 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 okay. well i'm i'm open to this idea uh i'll look into it a little bit myself and i think maybe we reconvene for a an after dark episode very soon what do you say yep for the patrons it sounds really good to me let's do it bingo Fury's Finest is supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a Fury's Finest patron by going to patreon.com slash Finest. Find us on social
0: media and follow us. It really helps us out. Find us on Twitter at Fury's Finest Cast and Instagram, Facebook, and Twitch at Fury's Finest. Email us at furiousfindus at gmail.com with any inquiries or ideas or collaborations and leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out.
1: Thanks to Approaching Nirvana for our intro and outro music. And like Jesse said, please help spread the word about our show. Rate, review, subscribe. Steal your friend's phones. Rate, review, subscribe with those. Right. Steal your mom's phone. Oh, Do it with hers. <laughs> um, give them back. Don't steal them for all, ever and real. But yeah, guys, it's just... The support you guys have given us is just absolutely overwhelming and amazing, and we really just cannot thank you enough. And let's let's all keep it going.
0: Absolutely, guys, it really helps us out and helps the show grow. So, of course, Chris, you can find us on social media. So you can find me, Jesse, on Twitter, Instagram, and sometimes that Facebook MCP group at Jesse Akin. It's just my name:
1: J S S E E A K I N. Chris, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter at chris bruffett c-h-r-i-s-b-r-u-f-f-e-t-t you will not see me in the facebook group at all but maybe one day i'll start a secret account to sneak in there there you go
0: that'd be good man well that was a fun tournament episode i look forward to doing more chris and you know i feel like we learned a lot and we got to meet a lot of new people and oh so fun you know, what more could we ask for? We got to play on different boards every match. You and I both lucky in that
1: way. I know there's always happen at tournaments like that for people and man, I'm just looking forward to the next one. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited for building a new list and coming in and giving a better showing. Absolutely. So until next time, thanks for listening.
0: True believers. Excelsior.
1: The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything will surprise me. Finn Buck says you're wrong.